Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who hates fantasy with every fiber of his being. Is Frank. How are you today? Seething. That's how I am. How are you? <laughs> Seething with hatred for fan... No, that's not true. That's not fair. That's an unfair characteriz- characterization of that. I just, It's just not my thing. So you're saying that you do like fantasy in some way, so like you don't dislike it so much that you you loathe it it's just that you kind of just not totally interested in it right yeah i'm pretty sure that's what i've always said yes <laughs> so you're telling me there's, there's a, a chance, chance. <laughs> all right great okay good we're off to a good start see that was a setup of a setup of a setup and you'll see where i'm going all right i haven't thought this through at all frank what are you drinking today I am drinking the very last beer of my Christmas haul, which, like, it's been a long time, so, like, about time. Um, Mm -hmm. The Triple Carmelite. The (laughs) last... That's an awesome... Awesome. Yes. It, 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 um, that's a that's a um, a monk brood, right? It is. It is. Yeah. That Carmelite. Brewed by the Carmelite, Carmelite order. Monks. That's that's hilarious. Carmelite monks in Belgium. Um, blonde, robust, smooth, and fruity three grain ale with a fine final fermentation in the bottle. Brewed with pride and patience after Carmelite tradition with wheat, oats, and barley. Um, it is excellent. I love it. Uh, whenever I see it uh, on a beer list at a at a a, a bar, you know, remember, remember bars, places we used to go and drink. Um, Vaguely, whenever I, I see remember it, walking into them. Yep. Ba-dum. Yep. That's it. Hey now. <laughs> hey yo. It also this beer also answered the question that many many people might have been wondering, which is if a bottle gets shaken in December but you don't open it until February. Will it still overflow when you open it? And the answer is yes. Really? That is, as a man of science, I am interested. I'm not a man of science. I teach English. Ling- um, linguistic science. Linguistic, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's a really toe in the line. But yeah, yeah. Um, as a as a person who's alive. As an aspiring paleontologist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, there's a paleocon coming up. I realized, did you know that like there's actually like a dinosaur convention every year that professionals go to? I was going to say, doing... Richard Paleocon is not a conference for people who eat the paleo diet, diet because... It, it, no, it, like... is, it is not that. No, but there's actually legitimately like a paleontologist conference because, you know, every work profession has its own conferences, but this year it's all virtual and anybody can go. And so I'm going because why you not? You should. If is I get virtual? bored, I can leave. Yeah, it's virtual. Yeah. So right. I'm going. Right. Exactly. There's Why only not? upside here. Exactly. Exactly. You can probably just listen to the talks afterwards if you don't want to watch them live. So, like, it's yeah, all upside. Also true. Yeah, that is all upside. 
Uh, I have no downside, except that they're talking about dinosaurs found in Antarctica. Downside, nailed it. Because mm, it's down. It. Down there. Down where, depending where you are, on the planet Earth. Correct. Now, what well, are you drinking today? Uh, I, well, Frank, so sometimes when the moon hits your eye like a big, like pizza, a big pie. pizza pie. Sometimes got on it. airplanes, I no, get nervous. Sometimes, sometimes, no, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, you've got to drink a Perone. Hey! And so I am. Oh my gosh, I just bought a six pack of Peroni that I haven't opened yet, but that is really so great. Yes. Yeah, that's crap. Uh, that's awesome. I got, I think it was a 12 pack actually. I went to go pick up some more, some more beer and they had just got it in and I was like, Yes, Peroni. Thank you so much. Like one of the best beers on the planet. I'm sorry. Like I people have very strong opinions about, you know, IPAs and brewed this and all, but there is something really wholesome about a hundreds and hundreds of year old beer called Peroni. It is so delicious. It yeah. is just what beer is and uh, more importantly, I'm drinking a Peroni, so am I Italian now? That's like really the question. Well, you know, between the beer and your wife, yes, I would say you are you are you are definitely an honorary Italian, just like my wife. I consider her an honorary Italian. Mm. She is she is half French, uh, 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 French Canadian, and half Irish. I consider that's her, me. Yes, that's literally that's what, what I saying. am. And, yeah. and she married an Italian, and so by by uh, by marriage, she's an honorary Italian, and I would say for sure you are by marriage, and certainly by your choice in beverage. Excellent, excellent. My sister's going to be so jealous. Yes. When when she found out that I was marrying my now wife, and, you know, obviously she knew her and stuff, you know, when we were dating. But, um, but like, you know, I was like, you know, so I'm you know, marrying into an Italian family. And she was like, oh, you're so lucky. That's just what I, I want that, you know. And I'm like, well, sorry. You shouldn't have married a Portuguese man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, he's a lovely man, though. He's the best man. He was actually one of my best men, as That's were true. you. Yeah. Look, it's all cyclical, Frank, is what I'm it saying. It all connects. It all all connects. Good stories. Can I, can I go on a quick tangent, if I might? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you literally ruined my segue, but yeah, oh, go no. ahead. Go on a tangent. Wait, do your segue, yeah. and then I'll ruin it. No, it's not worth it. I've already lost it. So. Oh, <laughs> I've just... There's... Uh, have you seen the episode of The Office where Andy uh, is going to be in his local community theater production of Sweeney Todd? <laughs> no, but I need to watch that immediately. It's a great but, episode. Um, yeah. And uh, in, in said episode, his he's on stage performing, and all the office comes to see him perform, to support him, and his phone is in his pocket, and it goes off. And he is embarrassed while his phone is ringing, so he tries to make it, he tries to like smooth it over, and he's all like, "Oh, it's a bird tweeting. I've I've shut its beak, uh, and uh, but 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 please don't kill me, Sweeney Todd." And everyone like gasps because like that's a spoiler for what happens later in the show. <laughs> uh, don't don't uh, because you're a barber and you're going to use your blades. You see, it all connects. <laughs> and my wife and I like probably once a day when something like when we like go off topic and then come back we're like see it all connects <laughs> so that's the thing that i've been saying a lot lately how are you in pandemic oh uh, that's great that's great what season is that because i i will go find that it's probably season six or seven it's it's okay. one of the last seasons michael is there 
Okay. All right. I will. I will find. I will find that. I can. I can spare twenty minutes to watch amazing comedy. You know, just as it goes. Now on Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's probably where I am going to go find it, though. So, because Peacock is free, everyone. BBC is sponsored by not Peacock. <laughs> that's <laughs> because funny. it's free. Um. So. Oh man! So there you go. It took all the wind. It took all the wind out of me. Sorry, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I killed your your segue, and I'm sorry that it's season seven, episode three. There you go. I thank you. Thank I use my one lookup. Thank you. I so, um, wow! I like actually really lost my segue. It all connects. It all connects. Good stories, but anyway, it's well, actually. So this actually it works out just fine. So you're a fan of like good stories, right? Sure am. You like good. You like. A good you like a good story you like frivolity um you like drinking you like hanging out with friends having a good few inside jokes you like these things these are all great things they are great things and this is why frank you should play dungeons and dragons hmm it feels like you're about to hit me with your best shot Well, Frank, I hit you with my best shot, as the song said. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you big baby. I didn't hit you that hard yet. Um, So, Frank, I am here to tell you why, as you, a fan of good stories, someone who doesn't love fantasy but is willing to give it a chance, you said it earlier in the show, um, why why Dungeons & Dragons is a thing thing for you. Um, And and this is my this is kind of my pitch. Um, are you tired, run down, listless? Do you pop out at parties? Are you unpopular? <laughs> well, the answer to all your problems is in this little twenty-sided die, Dungeons and Dragons. All right, all right. So here's the setup: the fact that you don't like fantasy doesn't matter. Okay, like literally doesn't matter because as much as Dungeons and Dragons is set in. A fantasy world like it can be set pretty much anywhere that you want there are like there are um, role-playing games that are in the Star Wars universe there are all these things that you could play anywhere doesn't matter I play I've been playing the same campaign with my friends for like three years and we play in Hyrule which is the where you know Zelda takes place I've never played a whole Zelda game in my entire life never never like I've played minutes of them but they've never really been my thing and i have a blast even though i have no idea what any of those creatures are or what's happening or like the general the general sense of what is that supposed to look like because i can just look it up if i like oh this gorgon showed up well let me just look up what that looks like oh that's cool my imagination is running wild it seems like you have an, a question brewing i can see it on your face you're not wrong i i so can I can I give you a quick I want to hear what you have to say and I'm going to keep an open mind as I always do when we do these segments and I, I want to hear what you have to say. Can I give you a quick overview of my exposure to D&D thus far? Yeah, absolutely. Just Stranger just things. to level set yeah. so you know who you're talking to. Yes, absolutely. So my my exposure to D&D is quite limited admittedly. Um I never played it growing up. I never really had friends who wanted to play growing up, so it wasn't really an option that that came up um, until my adulthood, really, that I came upon a group of geek friends who 
played D and D, and by that point, I was sort of like, I don't really play it, so not really my thing. But um, uh, my my biggest exposure actually comes in a roundabout way through the show community. Oh, oh, that, they do they play regularly? On they have D&D? a few episodes where they play. D and D. There are a couple episodes where they like it's like once a season for a couple of seasons they have like a D and D themed episode, uh, where the characters uh, of the show play the game, and so they they take on the characters uh, these characters they've made up. Question: Yes, uh, about Dan Harmon is yes. responsible for community. That's correct. Right? Okay, yeah, because Dan Harmon does a show called Harmon Quest. Yes, he does. So yeah, I'm we... I'm actually getting to that. Okay, great, perfect. Okay, please, that's please perfect. Continue. Oh, perfect. You know exactly where I'm going. So he also for for several years did a podcast, seven or eight years, did a podcast called Harmon Town, uh, where it was just him and his friends chatting every week in uh, in front of a live studio audience every week. Um, and at the end of, of most episodes, not every episode, Kumail Nanjiani was one of those friends who would often frequent the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he would do, at the end of the episode, they had an ongoing D&D campaign. And so the last 20, 30 minutes, sometimes more than that, depending how carried away they got, because they were drunk and on stage and getting egged on by a crowd. But they would play D&D for a little bit. And, and so sometimes I would tune in and hear the D&D segment, and sometimes I would just, once they got to D&D, I knew that was the end of the show, and I might just... Stop listening at that point because, mm-hmm. again, D and D not 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 generally my thing. But um, so I have some exposure to it from there. I saw Harmontown live in in uh, live in front of an audience in Boston once, and so I stayed and watched the whole D and D segment for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so like in Community, in in several episodes of Harmontown that I've listened to, and then yes, after because of the success of that, Dan and crew went on to do Harmon Quest which was their, like, dedicated D&D show um, that, uh, that is an offshoot of the Harmontown podcast and the, and the campaign they were doing there. That's basically, you know, that and, like, Stranger Things is my right. exposure to D&D. So pretty limited, admittedly pretty limited, um, turning in my geek card right now. But um, just to level set and, you know, where I'm at. I know there are campaigns. I know that that there's a character sheet and that there's a 20-sided die and that you roll a die generally. You roll a die, and based on where the die lands, you have a choice of what you can do next. And I know that there's a lot of... My understanding is there's a lot of freedom as to what the... It's not like a very, very structured board game type thing. It's a little more free-flowing than that. And that there is a dungeon master who is sort of the storyteller extraordinaire so to speak it's the mc the mc yeah yeah um all that is all of that is correct i i would say that for the for the most part um i love that you were the most exposure you have is through dan Harmon because Harmon quest is hilarious like i love watching Harmon. he's great i Mm -hmm. i love him and all the whole the whole crew there they're great and so what you're zeroing in on there though is that you love him and the crew and and it, like the game itself is just the game, right? And that's okay. Yes. yes, exactly. I like the people who are involved, and they happen to play this game. And I've I've dropped and, in on some of it, but I like the and, people. And I think that's really where you should try D anD D, especially okay. because like we know that there's a group that like you would enjoy the the company of these people because you know, like like so like this this episode is brought to you by listener of the show and friend Damon. Um, and so uh, Damon is like, hey, you know, get. 
tell him to play. Do a hit me with your best shot. So, so this is the best shot. You need to hang out with us. Like that's actually that's actually you know it's a pandemic. You're stuck in your house all all by yourself. Don't you want to hang out with some friends and have some good laughs and drink a beer while we make inside jokes and send gifts back and forth to one another? While you also maybe happen to be smashing a giant snake in the face with a hammer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we put it that way. Sure. Yeah, because like, like D and D can be a lot of rules. It can be like, okay, what do I do for this thing right here? Honestly, unimportant. I've been playing for three years. I still don't know what die I have to roll at what time. Like, you okay. know, like I like I just it's just not in me to to know rules to board games. Like I just if it's not uh, the game of life or Candyland, I'm out. I'm so glad you said that because that's like so much same. So so much oh. the same. Yep. I like anybody who listens to this who knows me like and uh, doesn't know this about me. I should say like if you come over and you're like, I got this new game. I'm going to set it up and then we'll go over the rules for about an hour or so. And then we'll start playing. I'm like, get out. Leave now. Leave. I am not interested at all. Like like my just a couple. (laughs) I think it was last week or the week before my wife and I were like, let's play a game. Like, let's you know, like we watch TV a lot, you know, like whatever. Let's like play a game. So we got the game of life out because we were like this is you know um I, why not pay taxes early so um <laughs> so um uh, so we we played that and then like, she was like you want to play parcheesi and i was like i've never played parcheesi and i don't know how to play parcheesi and she was like okay well i'll teach you and there's like a party that just completely deflates like yes i really don't really don't want to know the rules to a game it's like that um um uh, um, uh, what's his name? John Oliver has this thing. Like well, he had a segment. I think it was in his Edward Snowden interview episode where he was like, you know, like the IT guy comes in and he's like, oh no, look, I don't want to learn. Just you smell like cabbage. Just fix the thing that's in front of me so I can continue on my way. That's it's the same. It's the same feeling. I don't want to learn. Yeah. I don't need to know. Th- I don't need to fill my brain with this knowledge. It's uh, not fun for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. A, yep. a good dungeon master. Uh, the one that we have. We have a good dungeon master. You don't have to know the rules. It's do, okay. Do I know the dungeon master? Uh, yes, you've met him. Yeah, I don't Andrew? want to say names. Yes, yes, it's Andrew. So I don't know if you want to drop names. We'll leave it at that. Like we'll leave it at that yeah, for privacy so, reasons. Yeah. So Andrew's our dungeon master. He's been for he's been for several years, um, and he's been excellent because most of us in the group are like, what do I like? What do I do at this moment? Like, because I did. There's six of us that play, and three or four of us are like teetering towards like I think I got it now. Like even at one point he was like, it's been three years. You don't know you have to roll this die. I'm like, nope. Tell me more. So, so anyway, so a good dungeon master guides you through these moments, right? And it's a, it's like a, you basically when you're not in battle, you're like battle, you take turns, like you, you know, like okay, so it's your turn, so I'm gonna sit back and just listen, or I'm gonna like do this thing over here on my phone, place altar on my phone until it's my turn, or you know, like whatever you like, whatever you like want to do at that moment. And then when it's and it's not a battle, like you're just. Like you are like in the moment you get to be somebody like you're an actor like you like used to act used to do school plays and musicals and all that stuff like this is you know Henry Higgins is in front. No Henry. uh, Just you wait Henry Higgins. Just you wait. You you know Harold Hill. You were Harold Hill. I was Harold Hill. Yeah. Sorry. The HH. It was like and you weren't HH Holmes. So I had to like you know 
go in a, a different direction. Um, it's f- fun to be somebody that you're not. And so like, and so if you, you know, so like you, it might not be, so D and D is mostly fantasy, which is not your thing, but like you love lovable rapscallion Han Solo, like who's just a rogue and a pirate and a smuggler, which are all things that you do in a fantasy world. You love Luke Skywalker. I do. What is he but a monk with magic powers? He's a wizard. You know, like, you know, he's a he's a cleric and a wizard. You know, like, you can, you just take kind of what you like and you make a, you build a character off of that. The character that I'm playing currently right now is a Loxodon, which is just a giant elephant. He's like an eight foot tall elephant with a giant hammer and axe and mace and like all this stuff. His name is Babar. And he was, <laughs> <laughs> and as the story goes, he was king of of his his little island until there was a military coup, and the elephants uh, were overthrown by the rhinoceroses. <laughs> and he has been, and he is like currently on the rung, a king in exile, and that's his story. And I just like that is just like so whatever because it's fun because his name is Babar. Like why not? I love um, that you named him Babar. That's oh, me too. ridiculous yeah. and very on brand for you. Thank you, thank you. Um. And so he actually replaced a character I was playing before whose name was Alfred Proudfoot. Everybody called him Alfie. <laughs> and, and he was a cleric um, halfling. So he's like a hobbit. And he was like a monk hobbit. Um, and so, like, I was nonsense in battle. Like, I was no good because I'm like four, I'm like three feet tall. And I'm like, I'm going to die in every battle. So I was given this thing called a wand of wonder. And that just like you, you use it and you roll and you have no idea what's going to come out the other end. Like, I could make everybody mm. 50 feet tall. I could throw a fireball. I could kill us all. Like, and the game is over. Like, I have no idea. Just, like, mass chaos. You have no idea what's going to come out the other end. Not a single idea, Frank. Sounds like me when I eat you tacos. Fi- Go on. Yeah. Oh, that's what's for dinner tonight. That's hilarious. Um, so, so, so it's really just about the... D&D is really just about the camaraderie with your friends. And, you know, and if you get a group of people that like you know but don't really know when I started playing with this particular group I didn't know them very well like they were like a lot of them were friends of friends you know uh and you know some of them obviously my friend's name is my friend you know and blah 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 Dan's my friend and you know but like I got to really know them through this game and their senses of humor and it's just a couple of laughs for a couple hours and so like that whole thing that you said at the beginning like you got your die and your character sheet and like all that stuff that's the side stuff. It's not D&D is not really about that. It's just about having a good time with some people, hmm. um, having fun conversations. Hmm. And um, and if you're only coming in to play like I'm going to play this one time to see that stuff is given to you like you don't have to do anything like you just be like, OK, you just here you go. Here's this like pre-made character and we'll tell you what to do when the time comes. And we play online with this thing called D&D Beyond. So like. You like would say okay, it's time. Like, could like click like I need your initiative. Let's say that's like a thing. You just click the little box that says initiative, and that's it. That's all you have to do. Nice, because everything is done for you. It, it sets and rolls up right into the map, and like all the all the math and the numbers and the stuff that like people are like Ugh, I don't want to do that because I don't want to do that. That's the part of games that I hate. Like it's just done for you, and it's it's immensely fun because I don't have to think. It's just about hanging out with my friends in a cool world where we're like we get to solve a puzzle and a mystery 
and fight some giant snakes. And there are zombies that come out of the water like it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Hmm. And, you know, why the hell not? And that's that's really what 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 D&D is. And so um, like so I know fantasy's thing, but it's about telling a good story and having fun with your friends. That's really all that it is. What would you say? Is there like a gateway drug to D&D? Whether it's it's watching a certain franchise or or playing another game or, you know, like I played some Pokemon card games when I was a kid, like like things like that. Is that, you know, I never I've never played Magic the Gathering, but but, you know, like what are some Um, things that are comparable or like, you know, if you're into this, that might build you up to a place where you're into D&D. LARPing? No. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so here's the thing. So I, I had friends when I was in middle school who tried to get me to play Magic the Gathering. Hated it. Couldn't stand it. Mm. Like, too many rules, too many numbers. What card goes where? Blah, blah. I don't have a head for it. I just don't care. Um, Pokemon games. We actually debate. Our group debated doing a Pokemon World one at one point. Oh, so instead nice. of like, instead of being like, "Oh, I'm a ranger," like I'm like I'm a 16 year old kid with a Pikachu. Like, right. That's right. like yeah. That's like a thing you can. That's a totally a thing that you can do. Um, and so, um, it's just something that's. I would say honestly, so I would say something as sil- silly or as simple as Star Wars is a great gateway. Okay, because like this, it's high adventure, fun with your friends. It's not too serious, um, and and you just kind of and you just kind of roll with it. Um, there's a book series called, which is really the thing that actually helped me say yes. It's called Caverns and Creatures. Um, it's a, um, I listened to them. There's like seven books now. When I started, I think there was only three, um, and they're pretty self-contained. So like, you can only like, you listen to one, but it's basically a group of friends, uh, who like playing D and D and they like hire a dungeon master to come in and DM for them so they can all play together. Um, and the guy has magic die and he's kind of a jack hat and he like basically sucks them into their own game, like reverse Jumanji. Um, oh. and so, or kind of like Jumanji actually. So, um, uh, actually not even reverse Jumanji. And so then they're just like stuck there, but they're them as their character. So if you're like, I play a, tr- like I play a, a troll with zero charisma. So like, that's him who he has to deal with the fact that he's really dumb and farts every five steps. And that's just like <laughs> who he is in the world, even though he like knows who he is. And so it's just them like trying to get out of the work that world and like but all the D D rules apply like you know like the way they talk to people and like if they i'm only allowed two spells a day so like i'm out sorry i gotta pray to my god before like i get more and i gotta sleep overnight and they just have to like figure out how to survive I was listening to that when I was asked to play D&D, and so I was like, oh, well, I, this is, like, the first time that I'm, like, really invested in something close to this because I love fantasy, but D&D had always scared me because it's just so much. It just so seems much. very intimidating. Yeah. I think anything, any fandom is intimidating. Like, if you hadn't been reading comics since you, you were 14 years old, like, isn't that world intimidating? Absolutely. Where, the hell do, you, where do you start? 
Like, like, so like, oh, I like Superman a lot, but what am I supposed to read? And then everyone's like, gives it, oh, you should read also Superman. Oh, you need to read Death of Superman. Oh, you need to, you need to read this. You need to read this. You need to see this. You need this. And you're like, that's too much. Right. That's too much. And I think that, I think D&D is very similar. So instead of like, what do I need to prepare? You don't really need anything except a, uh, except a fun personality, which you have. Mm, questionable. Okay, wait, you just raised a very interesting question for me. Mm-hmm. So, the the um, comic book example might be perfect, actually. So, just like I I was intimidated by comics, I picked up um, Superman Red Sun, and and then I was like, okay, this is interesting. This mm-hmm. kind of opens up my world a little bit. Is there something like that? Something analogous? For D anD D, where it's like this all seems very intimidating, but if you start with this small thing, like maybe that's maybe that's um, uh, caverns and creatures, maybe that's something. Maybe that's just like play a game, uh, like like do a, a short campaign with people you really like and trust, and who will be like cool about about you not knowing what you're talking about. Like, but what is the way to like? What's sort of the entryway? The same way that like picking up one good graphic novel can be like okay. You liked this one, try one more and one more and one more and one more. And before you know it, you're like in the world. Is okay. there something like that for D&D? That's a great, great question. And I would honestly, one, I would say stay away from anything D&D first because okay. that's like, you know, like I'll get the player's handbook and f- see if that's right. Like, right. No, absolutely not. Get that out of here. That's that's like. Like, oh, I'm interested in playing um, Monopoly for the first time. Let me just pick up the rule book. Right. Like, yeah. Ew. Let me listen I to this watch, podcast about TV, Monopoly. Give me that cheese. maintenance manual. Like, right. No. Like, what? No. Yeah. I've never read a comic book before. I guess I'll read Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. Like, no. 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 That's not how you start. Um, so if you're interested in, you know, history, you don't always pick up a history book first. Sometimes you watch, like, The Patriot. And then go, that was cool. Maybe I want to know the real story now. So I have two. Um, One, I think Caverns and Creatures is actually, that's what did it for me. Because I listened to the audiobook. The narrator is amazing. Like, he's so good. Every character is, like, on point, unique. And it gives you, like, a really nice blanket of, like, Oh, I, I kind of actually understand how this game works because they're living it. And so it's not explaining the rules to me. I'm just kind of watching them be lived or listening to them be lived out through these characters. It's vulgar. The The book, I would say that the book is vulgar. It's not like don't listen with, with your nine-year-old in the room, which you don't have, so you're fine. Um, But, uh, um, but I think that I think uh, – I think that's a good way to start. The other thing that I would advise you to start if, like, I don't, like, you want to maybe, like, dip your toe into, like, you know, like, you got to dip your toe into different subgenres yeah. or genres after a while. You're like, I don't know, like, you know, like, when you were in high school, you read Beowulf. Like, did you like Beowulf? Like, was that, eh. like, a, eh. yeah. Right. So, like, that, because that's, like, I love Beowulf, but I love Beowulf because I love fantasy. Right. Not because, like, like, I can't, like, people can't wait to pick that up, you know. So I would there's a comic series. It's only fifteen issues. Um it's called um Once in Future, which is a, a play on the Once in Future King. Sure. By T. H. White. And it's it's a um it's about 
this guy who discovers that his grandmother is like a monster hunter and she is like imagine Helen Mirren but a monster hunter and that's like that like sassy that like sassy Helen Mirren like that's the thing but like it's all about like you know like oh King Arthur like will rise up again in Britain's hour of need right you know that's like the whole thing but the whole twist is no one ever said if Britain's hour of need is because of Arthur that he's needed or because he's the reason that everyone is needed. So okay. it sets up this thing is that like Arthur is actually a, like a, this horrible like villain. And so it's like these like British people versus King Arthur and his demonic knights of the round table. And it is super fun because like all these different, um, uh, uh, all these different like myths and legends are real, but they're compl- you don't have to know about any of them. The dialogue is minimal. It's like really action packed and it flows really well. It's very bright and colorful, and everything just looks really cool. The guy who's the, I think it's Kieran Gillen is the artist. It is. I mean, I'm, the I'm looking at it now. I'm, I'm adding it to the show notes for folks who are interested. It is yeah. Kieran Gillen. Yeah, and Dan Mora is the artist, and he's currently the artist on um, one of the Future State Batman books, and he's going to be like moving in to the main title um i picked it up on a whim and it's so fun question about mm-hmm. once in future i see that it's from boom studios which bodes well because i like i like a lot of their stuff yep giant days baby yeah exactly yeah. um is it at all along the same lines as like irredeemable or you know like uh, it's not as serious as that fair but i mean is it the same sort of thing where it's like taking a well-known concept and turning it on its head where it's like all right what if it's superman but he's evil uh is it it a similar thing where it's like what if it's king arthur but modern day and bad kind of yeah i would say that is like oversimplifying oversimplifying no that's a good elevator pitch like it like if i was to get if i was if i was going to pitch this to you as a thing i'd be like King Arthur, King Arthur is supposed to rise in Britain's hour of need. But what if he's the reason that Britain is in need? Right. Bam! Elevator okay. pitch. And okay. You're like, Whoa! Interesting concept. Haven't cool. thought of that before. Cool. Um, so and like so that? I, think, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. And I think like that's a good because it's not in a fantasy world. It's in modern day England, and it's got sassy fun people in it. And like, there's not like at that point they're like, yeah, I've wa- I've read or watched all the fun things that I like because sometimes fantasy can be heady. And yes. it's dense. And D&D is not that. I think that's the thing. So it's like, in my experience, in the years that I've been playing with this group or before, whatever else, like, like it's like, oh, do you want to talk to this guy, get some information? I'm like, or I could just smash the table and stick a pumpkin in his face and see what happens. And they're like, okay, roll for initiative. Like, that's a zero. You smash the pumpkin in your own face, but he, and he decides mm. to tell you anyway. And you're like, word. You know, like, that's the, <laughs> like, okay. it's just, yeah. Uh, how does that, like, okay, when it's like, I want to do this. Like, can you literally just make up anything you want to do? Like, in a moment, I, I want to throw a pumpkin at this guy's face because there's a pumpkin on the table. You mentioned it before. Yep. And he has a face, yep. so I want to throw it at his face. That's right. You could. That's it. You can do. You can do that. So like, I, I am notorious for not playing like other people. Like you can ask the D and D group. Like I think it was Dan. 
uh, with Dan, friend of the show, Dan, um, who had said, like, I just love the way that you think. Or maybe it was Mike. But either way, he's like, I just love the way that you think about the rules of this game because I don't do anything like anybody else. Like, sometimes I'm like, I smash, 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 do this thing. And I'm like, I would like to take the snake and tie it into a knot and then throw it into that bag that um, that Damon's character is holding. Can I do that? And they're like, yeah, try it. Go ahead. See what happens. Roll. Give me an athletics track. And I'm like, yeah, baby. <laughs> so like I just like um, you just you just I like to do whatever comes to your head because you're like, let's just or like this moment is cool. I think it back. So like remember when we had Larry Tang on director of the the C, one of the CW um, Arrowverse crossovers remember and he was like we talked about um we talked about killer frost's like ice sword and we were like that was cool and he was like yeah i was watching thor with my kid or i was cleaning and then that came on he's like what if killer frost did that that would be so amazing that's basically how you play D &D. like like can i do like is can i do this and like you know what kind of character you're playing so like if you're like like i know i'm strong so like if i was playing my halfling i was like i pick up this one town i pick up this one ton elephant well, I can't do that because obviously I can't do that. But um, you just kind of work within the rules of whatever you gotcha. are. So, and that's that's where the that's really where the the fun can be. And the fun is knowing like so like you have to roll the die. So the higher number you get, the better chance of success that you do it. So like you could want to do something and you roll a, you roll a one. And that's just going to blow up in your face, and that has consequences too. You're hitting um, yourself in the face of the pumpkin at that point. That's exactly right, and then so it's up to your dungeon master to decide, like the story, like what is the action that that will take. Um. So, so the like throw out the rules, throw out all of that because the group is there to help you with those things. And if you're not, truthfully, if you're not in a battle, a lot of the rules don't matter. Like, because um, a lot of the rules don't matter because you're just talking with people. Oh, I have to talk to this. I have to talk to this ship captain and get some information out of him. Or like, oh, the walls are closing in. We got to solve this puzzle really fast. Blah, blah, blah. That it's like that kind of stuff. Interesting. Yeah. All right. You are you are opening my mind and and answering questions that I had and and breaking down some assumptions that I had had that were incorrect assumptions. Um. So I feel more open, especially with the right group, more open to trying it and seeing seeing how it goes and sort of, you know, in like a, a judgment-free zone sort of, because like you, I'm, I'm not big on like games with lots of rules and people who are very by the book. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I need some, need some space to like, figure out what I'm doing and what I can and can't do and sort of be reminded like, no, that's not how that works. And like, oh, oh, sorry. I forgot. Um, but okay. if you're three years in and still doing that, then I feel like, okay, cool. Then that's, that seems like that's. Yeah. And I'm not acceptable. the only, I took me like two years to like roll initiative. Like, like, I don't like, I'm like, okay, that's always the 20. Got it. Okay, go. But now that like, we're even playing online because of the pandemic and stuff like that. Like I just click that. I just click, that and then i feel like such an elderly person like so do do i click how do i click click the the, the double the double do i do the the double time you know like so um that's how i feel playing zombie side so like i i i i I, I hear you yeah i think even in some ways zombie side um has 
like that one is almost more rule heavy. Mm. Like, but you know, but if you're used to like, I can only move these number of spaces like any board game, blah, blah, blah. It's basically the same idea. Okay. I can only move three spaces my turn. Okay. That's it. My turn. Not doing anything else, you know, but like, I'll do dumb stuff. I'll be like, I distract them with my, with my nose. Like I blow a, I blow a trumpet sound to throw them off guard and then I kick their kneecap, you know, like that's like stuff like that. You know, you get them. That's how you, how get, you them. get them. Yeah. And it's stuff like that that just makes it unique to you. And so if you want to be the Han Solo of Hyrule, then come play with us. You know, like that's um, and you could you could do you can do and be almost anything. And that's kind of the, the fun of it, even if it's like still be a human. Nothing says you like have to be uh, an elf or a um, a dragon or this or that. Like you can you can just be you. Like, if that's what you want to do, that's the fun of it. Um, I gotta be me. Mm-hmm. You gotta do it your way. So, um, so anyway, that's my, my pitch on, on D&D. Um, it took me a long time to, to get there. Like, I tried in high school. I tried in college. And it just wasn't working for me um, because of the rules and the this and the that. But once I... It was like the right time, right place. I like these guys. I like I like the way that they play because it's fun. And I have a sense of what the game actually is because of caverns and creatures. Like, and like what's allowed and what's not allowed. Like my first character, I like kind of based on a character from that game because like the the halfling character was like, that's, that's so fun. They're like running around and doing stuff. And I'm like, I want to do that. So, um, you know, obviously not running around at all, staying in my home and um, not moving and pretend that I don't exist, to quote Harry Potter. Um, so anyway, that's I'm, of course I exist because I think and therefore I am. There you go. Frank. Hmm. Um, thank you. People... Thank oh, you for yeah, talking yeah. me through that. Thank you for talking You're me through welcome. that. And, and, and uh, yeah, you've answered some questions that I that I've been noodling on and things that I. Again, breaking down assumptions that I had that that it sounds like I was incorrect about. So that 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 um, is helpful. And yeah, I feel more open to it than than I did before. So thank you for hitting cool. me with your best shot. You're welcome, Frank. Where can the people find us? Beerwithgeeks.com. Uh, you can find us beerwithgeeks.com. We are available at any podcast directory, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Amazon, Breaker, Castro, Castbox, any podcast directory. We are there. You'll find the links to subscribe there at beerwithgeeks.com. You'll also find a link to our Patreon, patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio, uh, where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month and get uh, extra bonus content there. You can also email us at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at beerwithgeeks on Twitter, uh, and you can... Uh, subscribe in, in any of the apps I mentioned. Leave us ratings and reviews. Those are always very helpful in helping us get discovered. Tell a friend. Tweet at us. Email us, like I said. All those, all that good stuff. And you can find all the rest of our shows, uh, us and uh, a bunch of our good friends. Uh, you'll find a link to thoughtbubbleaudio.com. That's our network. That's where all of our shows are found. If you enjoyed this conversation, then chances are you'll enjoy one of the other shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com as well. That was excellent, Frank. I was also going back and thinking about your question, like what should I do, get into, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, we, we talked about it already, but like 
watch that first episode of Harmon Quest. Oh, right and, on. Okay. And be like, they're having fun. Like, I want to be in on that fun. Like, you know, like something dumb. Like, I, I can't remember what the actor, like the guy that does it, but he's like a little goblin character. And he's like, I'm going to run around the side of the castle and attack him from the, from the back. And he, they're like, okay. And it, the entire episode, he's just like making his way around the castle. And by the time he gets back to the other side, the battle's over. Nice. <laughs> like, that's so funny. <laughs> and like, like, that is... That's playing. Like sometimes you just make dumb decisions. Like one time I was like on an airship, and I was like, "I'm gonna bring down the airship while everyone's on it." And so while everyone's fighting all these things, I'm like taking out the fans, and I'm like, "Okay, so the thing's falling. Um, actually, you needed that for later, but now that's falling to the ground, I'm like, well, now we need to figure out a way to jump off of it because <laughs> I was an idiot and I decided to destroy this thing." Um. So that's the fun, and and a good dungeon master will support support your dumb decisions um and we have that so nice. come, play, come play with us come play with us danny um, one of us one of us for the greater good um so anyway now that we've said all the creepy things frank it was a pleasure to talk to you as always likewise cheers, cheers.